Welcome. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Ah, I'll buy it at a high price. Got some rare things on sale, stranger. I mean, I think this is going to be interesting. Old stranger. Not enough cash, stranger. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. Got a selection yeah. of good things on sale, stranger. He he must know us what by are now. You selling. What are you You're buying? <laughs> ah, an awesome choice, stranger. It's got a three-round rapid-fire capability. I remember Although that. It uses up ammo rather quickly. That's that's one of the special stranger, weapons. Stranger, stranger. <laughs> now that's a weapon. That's when you buy the infinite launch. Not oh, yeah. only will you need cash, but you'll need guts to buy that weapon. <laughs> stranger, <laughs> what you need that for? Going hunting an elephant. A wise choice, mate. Its ammo will penetrate just about anything. What's that? Ah, a choice of an avid gun collector. <laughs> it's a nice gun, stranger. <laughs> I see you have an eye for things. Guns not just about... The merchant is clearly a member of the NRA, isn't reloading. he? <laughs> You'll know what I'm talking about. I think we've had enough of that. That'll do for an intro, Come. I reckon. <laughs> Hello and welcome to uh, another Too Much Time On Our Hands podcast. It's just me and Russ this time, and he's trying to put me off. But I refuse to give in. I refuse to laugh. A little wry smile on my face. Uh, so, no Tom this week. No, it's fingering pandas. It's fingering pandas. And uh, no no Duncan, either. Fingering otters. Fingering otters. Don't do that to otters. I love otters. Oh, they quite like it, a lot of them. Do they? Fingering otter. Yep. With the otter's consent. I've got... Yeah. Always make sure you get the otter's consent. How do you get an otter's consent, though? Oh, they're very expressive. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. I um, I have... Uh, I, I went to see the otters at uh, the Sea Life Centre. Finger in, No, but I've got a funny, like, sex story involving otters. Of course, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, at Sea Life Centre in... I think it's... Is it Weymouth? Down it in the south be. coast? Yeah. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um... It's um we were watching the otters and it was we, we got there specifically so we could watch them during feeding time. So they come out and eat their fish and they eat their blam, 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 like that. Yeah. Really cute. Um and it's amazing one, how much you just look like an otter. <laughs> one, of, one of them, I basically was an otter just then. So yeah. One of them um just came out and just started fucking this rock. <laughs> and just just would not let it go. Feeding time. <laughs> feeding time is banging. And we, <laughs> we 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 just kept Pointing it in and laughing. All these kids just like completely oblivious. And the 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 guy doing the talk about the otters going, yes, he's got his little rock girlfriend there. <laughs> like <laughs> little rock girlfriend's just being destroyed. Let's 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 be honest here. Beautiful. Yeah. So so that was fun. Uh, but that's got nothing to do with what we're talking about tonight because we tonight we're talking about. I was going to do the voice, but I'm not going to. It's another of our love letters. Well, like series. the intro yeah, thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Do, do, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. Resident Evil 4. Dong. Is there a dong in it as well? There's something, isn't there? I think it's like a church bell thing. Yeah. Or right. So before we get started, I have done little to no research on this this week. This is going to be entirely from memory. Yeah, I've done little to no research, but have bought and played Resident Evil 4 many, many times over it's, the last Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's the one thing I that I have. 
When did Resident Evil 4 come out, Daniel? I was looking it up. It was originally released for GameCube in 2005. But we didn't get it and because we weren't dorks, so we didn't have a GameCube. No, but we got it pretty much the same year when it came out on PS2. Yeah. Because they promised that this was a GameCube exclusive, I seem to remember. Yeah. And then it, um, Nothing's exclusive. No, no, exactly. Uh, development began on PlayStation 2 as early as 1999 as well. Oh, really? So they were just completely <laughs> bullshitting the whole time. Um, yeah, so we got it on PS2 in a in a steelbook, I seem to remember as well. I think so, yeah. Um, and uh, it was me, Russ, and this other guy called Mike, who I considered getting on the pod, but realised he lives in America and currently he's still probably at work. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and I would say that a healthy dose of this Top Gun, uh, America's Next Top Model, uh, and maybe a couple of other scrubs. We seem to watch a lot of scrubs as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, were... Scale made up a, a good Reno nine one one. Reno nine one one made up. A, we sort of discovered late one night a good chunk of what we did for two years, basically. Mm. But mostly, it was, it was mainly Resident Evil four. Yeah, we played a lot of Resident Evil four, um, and I seem to remember there being parties where they just happened around us playing Resident Evil four, and or, or they'd end and we'd go, like, should we just play some Resident Evil four? Yeah, I think like once, yeah. sort of like we'd have some people around and yeah. like you know, kind of want these guys to fuck off. Should we just? <laughs> So you just go in someone's room and put the PlayStation on. Yeah, and we'd, we'd, we'd do that. And then you bought a projector as well. Yeah, we have Resident Evil 4 projected on a big... Because we don't actually have any furniture in our yeah. lounge. So we sort of have one couch and then an empty room and then a wall at the end, which had Resident Evil 4 on it. I'd like to think we were like early live streamers without the actual streaming anything, where we'd just sit on a sofa and just play Resident Evil 4. I think that's probably remembering us as being a lot more sort of witty and quippy than we actually were it was probably hour after hour after hour of us all staring at the screen and then just every now and then going probably wouldn't have made for riveting twitch streaming do you you want to know what resident evil 4 has been released on since the playstation 2 go for it uh so windows obviously yeah makes sense we fair enough playstation 3 yeah xbox 360 got that one yep playstation 4 Mm -hmm. xbox one got that one got that one as well yep uh and nintendo switch probably gonna get that one uh, there's a downside version for iOS, Zebo, and Android. Is it on Android? It was. It I think was. they've taken it off since then. Wasn't, I that, had was that, wasn't that not quite an official version? I think so. I think that was the problem. Because I used to have it on my phone. Hmm. Because, you know, why not? I clearly wasn't playing enough Resident Evil 4. So uh, I've got it on Xbox One. I don't think I've played on Xbox One yet. It's just the 360 version, isn't it? It's not improved in any way. No, no. It's just... It's just uh, They've, they've, it's just HD version of it, isn't it, really? And it's, yeah. it doesn't really make much difference. Um, the, what I will say is, what they've done with Resident Evil 2 makes me want to cool off on Resident Evil 4 for a bit and 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 give it, like, the four years I think it'll take before Resident Evil 4 comes out um, in, a, in a, a remade version like they've done with Resident Evil 2. I, I don't know. I don't... Because they've basically turned Resident Evil 2 into Resident Evil 4. Yeah. So they've applied the Resident Evil 4 style to Resi 2. The, the best description I've heard of Resident Evil 2 Remake is that it plays the way you remember it playing. So As like, opposed to how it actually played, which was abysmally. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So when you go into it, you go, oh, this, this, yeah, this is how I remember it playing. It feels like they've not done anything. But if, obviously, if you went back and played the original Resident Evil 2, then... Yeah. And I'd like that with Resident Evil 4. I'd like to be able to move with my gun. That's the... No, but like... So what they've done with Resi 2 is they've they have completely reimagined it. Yeah. There's not really that much they can do with Resident Evil 
4. Yeah. They could upscale the graphics again and sort of remaster it a bit, but you know, you're fundamentally changing the game mechanics going from a fixed perspective. Yeah. They could they could kind of demaster it and go to fixed camera pre-rendered backgrounds for Resident Evil 4, but that would be impossible. Yeah, I, I don't want I don't want that. I, I want um I want <clears throat> I, I want the Resident Evil 4 but like uh, super good looking version just buy Resident Evil 4 again it'll be available to buy on something else fairly soon oh when when the it's uh, the Scarlet the the Xbox code name's called isn't it at the moment Mm. so when that comes out I will the first thing you buy will be a 12 year old game almost certainly because I would imagine there will be a version of it out so Mm. briefly the plot of Resident Evil 4 doesn't make a lick of sense it it, it, (laughs) says you I, I disagree uh, so, six years after the... I'm just reading it directly off Wikipedia, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, six years after the events of Resident Evil 2, uh, former Raccoon City police officer Leon S. Kennedy... Um, who's is now in the Secret Service for no reason. He did a pretty good job. Like, he did a pretty good job in Resident Evil 2, to be mm-hmm. fair. Like, uh, sent on a mission to rescue Ashley Graham, the US president's daughter who has been kidnapped by a mysterious cult. Yeah. Can we get any more detail on that? No. No, they're a mysterious cult that... And they've somehow kidnapped the president's daughter. Yeah, and taken it to like the smallest village in the world where everyone's got something going on. Yeah. There might not be zombies, because they never really call them zombies in this one, do they're they? Not, they're not zombies, they're infected, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. Except there's like weird insect people <clears throat> and stuff as well. It gets more ambiguous. He travels to a nameless rural village in an unspecified part of Spain where he encounters a group of hostile villagers. I love the fact that like they do all the bits you're supposed to do when you're not trying to upset a country. Except for name the country. Yeah, Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, Where he encounters a group of hostile villagers who pledge their lives to Los Illuminados. There we go. Uh, The Enlightened Ones in Spanish. Mm -hmm. The cult that kidnapped Ashley. Uh, The villagers were once simple farmers until becoming infected by a mind-controlling parasite known as Las Plagas. Um, So, yeah. So, the first thing is, it's not... It's out of Raccoon City. It's got nothing to do with anything that happens there. Although, Wesker turns up in this one, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, at, right at the end. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm sure there are people who are well into like the the you know the Umbrella Corporation wiki that can explain all the the plot connections. I don't really give a shit. I've never really played no. much of other Resident Evils because I wasn't a PlayStation person until the PS2. Um, I played I played a fair bit of Resi Two, but it was kind of like like round at other people's houses and stuff, so I didn't really get the story. This is going to be full spoilers, by the way. So if you've not played Resident Evil 4, shame on you We're for starting. Past the statute of limitations. Exactly, yes. Yeah. But I, I've got to read out the last sentence of the plot on Wikipedia. Sure. Okay. Uh, however, Ada takes the sample from Leon at gunpoint before escaping in a helicopter, leaving Ashley and Leon and Ashley to escape via her jet ski as the island explodes. That's all you need to know about this game. That 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 sums it up perfectly. That This game is, is utterly ridiculous. Um, you got some of the more memorable bad guys, I think. Uh, you've got uh, your friend whose name escapes me, who helps you throughout the whole thing. Hunnigan. You got Hunnigan for starters. We, no, I remember Hunnigan. Obviously, she's the she's the she's the man in the chair, as they describe in uh, Spider Man, isn't she? <laughs> I want to be your man in the chair. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but this, the, you've got the guy, the Spanish guy that helps you out. As well, oh yeah. Who's basically a Nega Montoya. Yeah. But um, yeah, he's some sort of Spanish. Secret Service agent with a fancy waistcoat, isn't he? Yeah, I just can't remember his name. Um, so with oh Luis Serra, that's who that's Luis it, Serra, yeah, yeah. Um, a former Los Illuminados researcher. Two work together to escape 
it's just so much happens in this game. That's why I, I find. So you play Resident Evil One, it's just set in a house, right? Yeah. You play Resident Evil Two, it's mostly just set in Raccoon City Police Station. Uh, I've never played three. I don't know anything about it, but apparently they're gearing up to do a remake version of that. So I'll play it when they do that. I'd mm-hmm. imagine it's Nemesis Three, isn't it? That's the name of it. Yeah, that's with like the big gribbly yeah. guy. Yeah, it's big gribbly guy. Big gribbly guy in two as well, though, is what I'm noticing. Mister X is a bastard. But I think he's bigger and gribblier. Isn't mm. isn't Resi Three just kind of set in Raccoon City? Yeah, and then it gets nuked at the end, doesn't it? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Um. So and this one's the first one where they've gone. Right, so it's behind the it's first behind the shoulder camera angle, like first proper one, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. I don't know what the mechanic was on Resi Three, mm. but I'm imagining it was the same sort of fixed perspective type mm. stuff. And they, they've obviously used a new engine this one as well. The graphics are so much better than on the previous three as well. Less I mean, smoother graphics. People look like people rather than like poorly fixed polygons, yeah. basically. Um, and um, it just plays incredibly well. The enemies are smart for starters in this one. Well, they kind of, they kind of get smarter. Yeah, yeah. The, the enemies who are dumb are the ones who are dumb because they're dumb people with this brain parasite that's affecting them. Does a good job to play like a horror film as well. Mm. This one as well. So like, I will always remember, and this is what we said would eventually start turning into. Like, do you remember when? Do you remember when? Mm. Um, the first time we got through the village or halfway through the village, and we opened the door and we heard the chainsaw revving up. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm fairly sure we talked about that a few times before. Yeah, and it being one of the, it just not knowing how to stop him. It was fairly easy how to stop him, you shoot him, but none of us were getting any hits in on him. Yeah, like you do have, it, it is, it's not a horror game, it's a shooter that is very scary. Yeah. So like, you have to be good at shooting, whereas previously it was more about sort of, yeah, shooting zombies was kind of optional. Yeah, or it was something you would do to get them to slow down a bit and run away. You didn't kind of you didn't kill them all in the previous ones. You were constantly no. running away from them. Also, you couldn't aim for shit in the the previous ones. And in fact, like getting a headshot on a zombie in Resident Evil Two is just a percentage chance. Yeah. There's nothing to do with how you aimed. It was just every now and then you get lucky. You either hit them or you didn't. Yeah, yeah really. Yeah. Whereas now you were precisely aiming at individual body parts to, to do different things. So the one thing the new the remake has done is every time you line up a shot, their heads kind of like lollipop out all over the place. So you're trying oh, to get nice. a headshot in. And they did that with Resident Evil 4 as well. So you'd line up a headshot and if you took too long, eventually the head would just move yeah, to the side. Jerkily yeah, move yeah. around, don't they? Yeah, try and make it more difficult. And it definitely made it more difficult, that's for sure. But also it got to the point like where you were actively trying not to get headshots because then that would just make them even more dangerous. Yeah, so... That was weird, wasn't it? That the the parasite would involve this giant like arm that would come out the top of their head with like a, almost like an axe on it. Well, you got first of all, you got like the chickens, didn't you? Yeah, they looked like chickens. So Let, chicken heads yeah. sprouting out, and then you got the the insecty things that would sort of come out and swipe at you, and then they started detaching from the bodies oh and my. coming at you separately. That was the worst when that happened as well because you, you're quite slow moving, mm. so like you'd have to. Yeah, something that was yeah. moving fast was going to get you. Yeah. So you'd have to move from, especially if you're aiming as well, you only move fast when you're not aiming. Mm. So if something jumps out of something's body and is moving along the floor fast, you've got to go from a almost like a headshot to, to, to looking down on the floor, this thing that's scuttling around. And you, some, you can't even bend down quickly. And if you fire like a shotgun that takes like several heads off at the same time, so satisfying. It is, except if one of these things pops out and you don't notice it, which did happen from time to time Yeah, as like well. the noise would get covered up. Oh, God. So, yeah, so the, the leader of the cult in this, still trying to get through the plot here because it's quite thick. 
Let's let's just put it that way. Um, the leader of the cult was Ramon Salazar. Yep, yep. He 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 saves his big turn towards towards the end, doesn't he? Basically, yeah. He kind of just he sort of you don't really see him much until the end, do you? No, no. Um, and then it, it works out you've got Krauser as well, who gets the big like zombie like arm. Yeah, you have to fight as well. You have the knife fight with him, which is he's he's a pre-existing character. Yeah, he? yeah. he is. Yeah, because it almost like they shoehorned them in at the end because they were like, "This game's too short." I guess some more characters in it. Yeah, um, it's eventually revealed that Ada and Krauser are working with uh, Albert Wesker, for whom both intend to secure a Las Plagas sample. And that, like, he's attached to. He's like, he was working for Umbrella, Umbrella. or something. Wasn't yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I always thought uh, uh, Ada Wong was was a good guy though. She's kind of ambiguous, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, she's really cool in Resident Evil 2 as well. Mm. Um, Very impractically dressed. She's not. She looks like a French resistance fighter in uh, Resident Evil 2. No, she does. She's wearing like a red ball gown. No, no, in the, in the remake. She's oh, wearing, in the remake. She's wearing like a uh, like a raincoat, sunglasses and a beret, I think. So, <laughs> nice. yeah, she looks really cool. Um, in this one, she's wearing a red ball gown. Yeah, and high heels. Yeah, she fits right in with the villagers, obviously. <laughs> Who don't have a pot to piss in because they've all been taken over by this cult. Uh, and like the very first zombie you see, you unload like four rounds into it, missing, like creating like this perfect shape around them because you're so yeah, scared. Yeah, you, of you kind of pulp fiction round him. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you've not handled the the shooting in this yeah. yet. You don't know how it works. And instead of there being like a sort of oh, let's go to the firing range to get some practice before you start, it's it's a guy with glowing red eyes coming at you with yeah. a machete. Yeah, exactly. Which was, um, I thought, quite scary. I, I found this game quite scary, even though it's not considered a um, survival horror. This is very much an action horror I think it's, game. It's, it's scary in like an adrenaline-pumping kind yeah. of a way, not in like a deep psychological horror. You know, it's not a Silent Hill-type horror. Yeah, and you never know what's going to happen to the bad guys at any one point as well. Like it's, Yeah, you, you, you never feel safe. You never feel like you've done enough, is what I've noticed. Like... Mm. Um, it, it it does that it does a good job of saying right you're in the safe safe area now you're fine and even then none of us felt safe because we were convinced the merchant was going to try and kill us yeah who just turn up by the way not not my sensible job in the world we discussed this didn't we on um on one of our searching questions who's who's his target demographic it's it's just gun nuts isn't it like it must be and he must yeah. be like but he, you don't see him in any other games I don't think so he must just he must have just rocked up and gone, this Leon S. Kennedy, when he was in Raccoon City, got through a ton of guns. <laughs> so I'm going to turn up to this village and uh, I'm just going to sell him guns when he needs them because I think he'll need a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, the the sort of the retail, <laughs> it's widely considered that the best sort of place to situate your store to get the most sort of, you know, footfall and bypassing traffic and sort of big brand recognition is to put your shop in a cave only accessible by boat on a lake that's got a monster in it. Yeah, that was a bit weird as well. Yeah. Also, don't give him red eyes. <laughs> like, <laughs> it made him look like one of the bad guys. Everybody must have shot him the first time you see him. Yeah. he looks fucking terrifying. Even if you looked at the time at like a wiki that said, he, he's friendly, don't shoot him. Mm. You'd look at him and go, I'm going to shoot him yeah. anyway. It's not like when you pointed a gun at Ashley and she'd duck. Yeah. <laughs> that was another cool mechanic about this as well. You had Ashley following you around as well. Well, it managed to have escort missions that didn't totally suck. Yeah, exactly. And normally, I fucking hate an escort mission. Same. Um, whereas this one, you know, like there's, there's that great uh, one where you've got to send her 
like up onto like a balcony to turn some switches and there's, yeah. you've got to sort of pick the guys off and they'll pick her up and start carrying her away and then you've got to sort of snipe them out. It's actually really good fun. Yeah. And like you've got to balance between protecting yourself and protecting her. It, it doesn't it's, feel it's, like it's there for the sake of it either. It feels like they've genuinely put some thought into this. Yeah. Um, whereas like Resident Evil 5, the next game that came out, felt like, well, people like that. So let's just do straight ahead co-op in this one. Because you're actually, you have, like, she's there for at least half the game. Yeah. You you kind of rescue her, like, fairly early on in the castle. I seem to remember you rescue her a few times as well. Yeah, she gets, like, re-kidnapped once or twice, doesn't yeah, she? Yeah, yeah, She gets infected with the doodars as well, doesn't she? Yeah, so, she does. So do but so does Leon, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's, like, towards the end of the game where you've got to, it's a race against time. And that's when you start fighting the regenerators as well. Yeah, one of the most effectively scary baddies in uh i like i've played that the the later on ones you have to shoot them in the the gribbly parasites right yeah and the only way of seeing them is through a a sniper rifle which is a cumbersome weapon at the best of times with a heat vision scope on it Mm. so like whereas before you're kind of geared up towards a load of this stuff with like your weapons it's it's You've you've upgraded all your weaponry, so so like everything feels a, a little bit like you're in control at least. Mm. This says then like right, so no, take that scope off your sniper rifle, put this scope on your sniper rifle, and uh, when you're looking through it, pretty much the only thing you can see is those four parasites. So if anything else attacks you, you're in trouble. Well, and just you know, I think the ideal game conditions to be using a sniper rifle in are not cramped corridors. No. Whereas no, exactly. You know, you see one coming towards you, and it's too close already, and you have to go with this ridiculous zoomed-in rifle to try yeah, and pick yeah. out these inch-long parasite things that are moving around inside its body. Yeah, it's pretty fucking creepy for starters, as well as um, uh, quite irritating. You know, as you say, like you're trying to get these precision shots off mm. of these things that are moving. They're moving slowly towards you, but they're scary. They make faster than hor- you like. Yeah, exactly. They make a horrible noise. And before you know it, they're kind of on top of you. So, and then they get worse and worse as well. You yeah. get the one, you know. First of all, they just hit you or whatever, or bite you. But then you get the ones that sort of grab you and then just extrude spikes through you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very grim. So the leader of Los Illuminados was actually Osmond Sadler. Sorry, and I thought then... he he was the. <clears throat> oh yeah, Sadler's the main guy. Salazar is the little chap in the weird. That's the guy. Um, yeah. It feels like Salazar's in Regency for like get up for like a good chunk of that game though. Like so, so he's the he's the villain that's like most in your face, isn't yeah. he? Because he keeps popping up on your little phone, and uh, you you bump into him a few times before you kill him. Yeah, yeah, he's he's a prick. Yeah, um, and yeah, he yeah he pops up on your phone instead of Hunnigan. Mm. Um, Hunnigan's working long hours that weekend, isn't she? <laughs> like or that week like she's just always there bless her so but yeah she is the man in the chair so i suppose that's part of the job i i i just have fond memories of this game but i need to actually go down go back and play it um i kind of wanted to talk about it because it's a game we bang on about all the time so i kind of wanted to get it all out in one go yeah we should never mention it again after no this. i think this is it um and also because the new resident evil game come out and it is excellent <laughs> it is really really good i i've for a guy that doesn't have much time to play games, and I, I make an effort to play games, mm. um, and have been working on my drift score still, and I figured out I figured out where I've been going wrong on that, Russ, okay. by the way. I had traction control on still. 
Isn't that what that Welsh guy tells you to turn off immediately? Yeah. yeah. So I turn traction control off, and I'm just, I think I've done 12 out of the 20 now. Amazing. So yeah, that was the biggest problem there. So I've been working on that, but um, I just I had a day off the other day. And it was one of those ones where it was dark in the morning when I started playing it. And then I looked up <laughs> and I, I'd gone and potted around and done some other things. But then, like, it was dark when I was still playing it. Was that, do you remember that scene in Spaced where <laughs> Tim is sat there playing Resident Evil 2? Yeah, yeah. And then, like, you see the rest of the flat just moving in fast motion around him. And it's been, like, 24 hours. And he's just sat there staring at it. That's really weird. That that is. It was Resident Evil Two in that, yeah. wasn't it? Well, that was the that was the episode of Space that formed the basis for Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, where they uh, we shooting the zombies in the flat. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they we, go to the uh, the weird art exhibition with David Williams and uh, what's his name, Dennis Penis. What's his actual name? Can't remember. Oh, I can't remember his name. Um, which is uh, that was shot at the uh, the Pleasance in London. Oh, was it really? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, off tangent, obviously, here. Um, going off on a tangent, even. Um, did you guys see Into the Spider-Verse? No, never no. got a chance, but I do want to see that. Um, there is, there's like billboard posters everywhere, and one of the billboard posters up there is Edgar Wright's new movie, uh, From Dust Till Sean. <laughs> and Edgar Wright's, would you want to see that? <laughs> and just the response was like, yes, we fucking want to see that. That would be amazing. <laughs> In like, um, just, yeah... And it's, it's the poster, the front cover is Sean with, obviously, zombie Nick Frost's character. I can't remember his name in it. Um, Ed. Ed, yeah. Um, and I'm guessing they'd be in a nightclub full of zomb- full of uh, vampires. <laughs> um, so who knows whether we'll see that after Baby Driver 2. I hope yeah. so. Um, that is often a tangent, though. Yeah. So, yeah, Resident Evil 2. Um, I-, I wanted to talk about Resident Evil 4 because it is one of my favourite all-time games. Mm-hmm. Probably up there in my top three. I would say. Yeah, I mean, it's it's such fond memories of playing that game. Yeah. Well, we we went to bed far too late while we were playing that game. Well, yeah. So we we generally put some food on, i.e. go to the Chinese and grab some food or or eat whatever we'd eat. Not mm-hmm. pasta, apparently, because there's tons of that. But um, And then sit and play Resident Evil all night. Um, And, yeah, just passing the controller down it's like one of those experiences that I, I i've i always say i've never really had that but I, I did have that with that like it's the one that thing that when people play, used to play grand theft auto they used to like dick about pass the controller around yeah we never really did that but we did that with resident evil 4 where we'd constantly yeah try. you kind of do it like save point to save point or yeah. sort of like cut save point to cut scene or whatever yeah yeah and normally we were like no i'm kind of done pass yeah i'm on. done it's, it's all yours like, we'd I'll see- observe for a bit We'd see the bit with the the monks as well, which is like a bit I always forget about in in that game where the the bad guys change from villagers to monks and it just keeps progressing further and further. Just the pacing of that game was really good as well. We did really good at sort of alternating between kind of exploration bits, scary bits, kind of tactical shooty bits and all out action set pieces. So you have the bit where you're in the farmhouse barricading the doors. You've got the bit where you're sort of trying to get into the castle and there's the big guns firing at you. You've got the bit where the, the guy in the helicopter comes and just wastes all the zombies. You know, you, yeah, you've got them. There's some fairly big action moments, as, and then lots of other different different types of beat as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It, it does. The puzzles are fun as well, and the puzzles feel manageable at the same time as being yeah. Slightly I mean, they're not actually remotely difficult. No. No, but you, you, because as long as you found everything, they're not difficult. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, and then it'd be little things like going, there's all these gems in the tree. Shoot the, shoot the gems in the trees. Yeah. Shoot, and those, go, shoot those crows. Yeah. Shoot the crows as well. Yeah. Um, to get an egg or whatever you got from an egg or like a gold amulet. Yeah. As <laughs> crows so often have on them. Yeah. Um, and then, then the zombies would appear and you go, I've used up all my ammo because <laughs> <laughs> ammo was, <clears throat> was it someone described Resident Evil, the, the latest Resident Evil as you always feel like you're running low on ammo, even though you've always got enough. Yeah. And that's very good at sort of rationing it. Yeah. Because you, you like you would go through a period in Resident Evil of like, oh, there's shitloads around here. But yeah. all that meant was you're about to meet something that you're going to need to fire <laughs> a lot of bullets at. Yeah. Usually something with giant eyeballs for knees or something. Yeah. Which happened, I think, more than once, to be fair. Yeah, a, few, a few random eyeballs. Yeah. Like Resident Evil love their big eyeballs, don't they? They look around everywhere. Well, they're good as like a... A, you know a weak spot on a boss which yeah. they're, they're suckers for all the you know they may as well like have big glowing red circles around them they basically are glowing red circles though, yeah. to be fair so yeah oh yeah i totally agree it's it's it's, it's just a fun it's, it's a fun game and i would recommend it to anyone to to play i feel it might be a bit dated now i feel a lot of people wouldn't enjoy the what do you mean i can't move and shoot yeah if if you came at it expecting it to be like black ops zombies mode yeah yeah you're going to be sorely disappointed yeah but the the shitness of the controls is a hundred percent deliberate and a core component of what makes it work so well the fact that you can't aim quickly from one thing to another Mm. that there's no snapping to headshots that you can't move and fire at the same time it all turns it turns every engagement with a bunch of enemies into a bit of a chess match i mean what i really like about it is um the you don't get the crosshairs you get the red dot side yeah. instead and that does make such a massive difference because it's it's a different place depending on how close they are yeah whereas with and the your aim gets a yeah. little bit shaky as, you, yeah. as it gets further out whereas with the crosshair it's always in the same place if that makes any sense yeah yeah it reminds me you know in the um the robert downey jr version of sherlock holmes yeah there's the bit where he sort of right at the start, before he's about to beat the shit out of the guy, he sort of, in his head, plays through all the moves that he's yeah. going to do. It kind of makes... It, it, it reminds me of that. You kind of have to... If you see three people coming at you different distances away, one of them's not got a weapon, one of them's got a pitchfork, there's one further away who's, like, reaching back to throw a sickle or something at you. Yeah. And you, you have to think, right, I'll shoot that one in the kneecap to make them drop what they're shooting... Switch to shotgun, blow that one's head off, back to pistol, kneecap that one, kick it, stab <laughs> it with a knife, buy the, but but make sure that this one hasn't got close enough to me. You really have to plan what you're doing Yeah. before you start just... If, if you just run in blindly shooting people, you're not going to last long. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Not like we experienced many times at the start, just running out of ammunition and then getting mobbed to death. The amount of times we were just swiping the knife. Yeah. Just like turning around, swiping, just hoping that we'd, we'd actually hit them. But then he yeah. starts to get quite proficient at like kneecapping them. They go down, stab them in the head. Mm. Not going to turn into a chicken. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then if they do, you're, you're fucked. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, um, yeah, it, it felt like... The, the other good thing about the new Resident Evil game, and, and pretty much what we've done throughout this is, is me compare the new Resident Evil game to Resident Evil 4, because mm-hmm. it feels like that's what they're aiming to do. Um is is um, the attaché case and how much time we spent moving stuff around just to fit 
everything how excited in. we were when we got up to the 12 by 12 attache case or whatever oh my god it and you get that in resident evil 2 as well like you're constantly moving things around to go right well i need to fit everything in that i need here mm. um and that was you'd constantly be trying to figure out right what can i get rid of what do i not actually need here do I need all this ammunition for a gun I don't even have? <laughs> like, for example. But I might pick one up. Who knows? Yeah. Stacking all your herbs, getting all the grenades in the yeah. right order and in the right way up. Yeah, the herbs. It's just a lovely little tranquil moment that you could nip it. And I did love the way that you could be in a massive fight <laughs> yeah. scene and Leon could just go, everybody chill for a minute. I'm going to organise my herbs. <laughs> and you can just disappear into the pause menu and like blissfully... I always remember, do we, do we need the fish? Yeah, no, we definitely need the fish. It takes up half the case. Do we definitely need the fish? We're keeping that fish. Yeah, exactly, yeah. What was it? There was something we thought we needed. I can't remember. We were a sucker for keeping keys and stuff that we, we didn't actually need anymore. Yeah. Well, there was like a golden egg, and we're like, well, that must be important. Hold yeah. on to that. And it's just to, it just restores more of your health or something. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we were like taking that instead of like the herbs and stuff as well. So, But it, it turned out that... The herbs would be a better choice. Um, the, once again, that's what Resident Evil 2 does do really well. Once you've used a key, like for everything you need to use it for, a little red tick comes up and says, right, you're done with that. You don't need that anymore, mm. which is really handy because you can just drop it, basically. Um, and also it tells you when tells you when you've completed a room as well. Like there's nothing left in this room, which is also really handy as well. Um, but I think part of the fun of... It's like they knew at the time they went right. So we want really like brownie gray games as well, hmm. and this was like the pinnacle of the brownie gray games. There yeah, <clears throat> nothing. Even Leon looked dead in it because he looked it's so very pale. pale, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's like Gears of War was the other sort of peak brown yeah. game, but it really works for the setting in this one as well. Mm. Actually, GTA Four was quite a brown game. God, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it's quite grim, which is a shame because I wanted to like GTA Four more than I liked, but yeah. But um, it just this felt like it never felt depressing at the same time because the, yeah. what it lacked in actual color, the the enemies added color because they were so utterly ridiculous, um, and and Leon's dialogue with Hunnigan as well, like cracking <laughs> wise every now and then. He does hit on her at the end, doesn't he? He does ask her out on a date. Yeah, after like. Ashley hits on him. Yeah. And he basically goes, <laughs> you're 12. <laughs> Come back in six years. <laughs> Bring your driver's license. I will be checking it. Um, he doesn't try it on with Ada Wong. No one ever tries it on with Ada Wong, which is wise. Just shoot you in the face. Yeah, exactly. But he does... He does... Don't, don't Ada and Leon have, like, history, though? I think so, yeah. Well, yeah, they met in um, Resident Evil 2. Mm. So... I need to read up on the backstory of all these ones that I haven't played. Yeah. Well, Although the ba- it's, it's one of those backstories that gets very complicated and very silly very quickly. The If, if you haven't watched it yet, there's a great... If you want complicated and silly, there's a... Uh, Jim Sterling's done a great video on the new Kingdom Hearts game. Okay. And, like, what you need to know before you play Kingdom Hearts 3 if you want to keep up with the storyline. I started looking through the plot summary of um, the Metal Gear games and oh. just like, no, fuck this. Yeah. This is silly. I fit, That's how I feel about Resident Evil. Resident Evil 4 was the first Resident Evil game I played. Mm. And it, I only played it because I think Mike, our flatmate, brought it in and said, this is meant to be really good. So I sat and played and went, I love Resident Evil now. Didn't continue to not play another game until Resident Evil 5 came out and gave that a go, which was really not a good game. And then 6 was bad as well. Mm. but i don't think i've ever played one i might have played one actually now i think i have played one and i've only just played two with the remake um so i think 
like I always prefer Resident Evil games to Silent Hill games, for example. But at the same time, I haven't really played that many Resident Evil games either. Yeah. No, I, mean, I, I definitely prefer it, but I'm not a survival horror fan. Not generally, no. Resi 4 is not survival horror. It's, just, it's a scary action game. But, yeah, the fact that it's so memorable. The Re- these Resident Evil games, the good ones are really, really memorable with the things you do. Like this one, 2 Remake makes 7 feel a little bit on rails, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. Um, where, whereas 2 Remake, you're just given the license to explore the police station. And then you unlock more of it as you go around, which is great. Um, but the fact that I've got memories of, like, just this week, I was the reason I've stopped playing it for a bit, because I had to put it down because I was getting angry. <laughs> so I saved it. I was escaping Mr. X. I walked into a hallway. There was a liquor down there. So I slowed down, walked around. There were zombies trying to get in the window. I boarded them up. They were just making noise. Scared to chest at me a bit, but fine. Got something developed in the photo room. Went upstairs through the, like, I know the map now. Through the toilets to the star's office where I unlocked the door to pick up the mag, the magnum, and then came out. As I was coming out, I heard the footsteps of Mr. X. So ran as fast as I could up the stairs, um, across to the attic area, pushed the door open, <laughs> and there was a liquor there just chasing uh, to, to beat the shit out of me, basically. Beat the shit out of me, but I managed to kill it, pushed the door open, Mr. X gets one punch to the face, and I'm dead. And I was, and I, and, I think about like I didn't have a chance to save it, like from when the last time I saved it was. Yeah. So like, I had to go back to the save point. I went. I did so much in that time though, and I can think about like times in Resident Evil Four where we were just like, "Can we just get to the save point, please? Can we please just get to the save point, can we please?" Yeah, it still used the like it didn't have the the ink cartridge no. mechanic, but you still had to get to a typewriter to save, didn't you? So that you've they've done away with that, except on the hardest difficulty for Resident Evil Two now as well. Mm. But yeah, you had to get to a typewriter, which is always a weird thing anyway. Just so that that sort of thing, like I get why they did it, but it just doesn't fit with the way people play games now. No. Especially because like with the Xbox, you just you just switch a game off. Yeah. Or switch over to the TV or something and just expect that when you start it up again, you'll be more or less where you were, not yeah. three hours of progress down the drain. I think it works with survival horror though, because it forces you to actually go through things you wouldn't normally force yourself to go through. Mm. Um, so at some point, probably I've got a week off next week, so I'll probably finish Resident Evil Two next week. Um, hopefully before the, the pod, so I can talk about. Yeah, but um, but I, I need to actually sit down and force myself to go through what I've just gone through, knowing that it's going to be probably very similar. Just <laughs> knowing that there's a bad guy where I need to get to the bad guy. But yeah, it's um, it's been this game's been a lot of fun, and it's made me want to go back and play Resident Evil Four again. Yeah, I mean, I'm almost certainly going to fire it up fairly soon. Yeah, well, Tom started playing it. He was going to talk about it on the podcast as well. Because um, when when we first in, started in the podcast, he was very much, I don't think it's as great as you think it is. And then, like, he played it <laughs> and went, it's it's amazing. It's an incredible game. Yeah. Yeah. You have to not look at it as a horror game. No, it's much. an action game. Yeah. yeah. Still scared the shit out of me. But a lot, a lot of massive Resident Evil 1 and 2 people mm. didn't didn't like it very much. And that's fair enough. It's a very different type of thing. Yeah. Yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. It's um it is it's a um it's a completely different game and it's the reboot they needed. And if if Capcom would would just listen to themselves from the past, <laughs> maybe they'd do a bit better. Maybe the, maybe 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 don't make any more Street Fighter games. 
People, I mean, the people that like those games like it. Yeah, but the last one didn't do very well. No. And maybe don't remake Resident Evil 4 several times afterwards or attempt to think, figure out what people liked in Resident Evil 4. Yeah, so 5 and 6 were basically just, well, we'll do more of that then. Yeah. But it not, just didn't work not in, as in well. the same way. So six was kind of let's do that, but in Raccoon City, wasn't it? But from three different story, from three different angles. So that was was it Leon S Kennedy, Chris Redfield, and was it um, Jill Valentine? I think was the other one. Yeah, well, it was either Jill Valentine or Claire Redfield, wasn't it? But yeah, I don't know any yeah. of these any of these weirdos. No, I played the Leon storyline. That was it because that was the only one I was interested in anyway. Because I'm a Leon S Kennedy fanboy since Resident Evil Four now. Yeah, I love his coat. His coat's awesome. His coat yeah. Start. It doesn't last very long. No. And then he's in his sort of tactical wetsuit for the rest of the game, isn't he? <laughs> he is with his floppy hair. Yeah. Like, it, it, he's, he's kind of ridiculous. His boy band bangs <clears throat> that he's got going on. It really doesn't explain what happens between two and four, does it? Unless it does in three, but I don't know. It doesn't explain how he's suddenly a member of the Secret Service. <laughs> yeah. And how, like, why has just he been sent on this mission? Yeah. Yeah, like you'd have thought that that, that kidnapping a yeah. president's daughter's grounds to where's possibly like, invade. Yeah, where's like all of Delta Force? Yeah, Surely exactly. they would be there. This is a tactical team, rather than him in like a hire car. Yeah, <laughs> because like they're getting guess, a lift from yeah. two local policemen. Yeah. Oh my god, he does get a lift from two local policemen at the start. That's how. He, yeah. Yeah, they get deaded. They do. Yeah, like if you're a policeman in Resident Evil Four that's not named Chris Redfield or Leon S. Kennedy or Chris. Yeah. Policeman in the Resident Evil series that's not named either of those two, you're pretty much dead anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, but he does seem to... The only thing I can think is, and I need to get to the end of Resident Evil 2, and there's probably people screaming at, screaming at this podcast <laughs> now, telling them, no, you don't understand, this is how it works, this is how this is how it happens. But the only that thing I can is think is... what they sound like. Yeah, exactly. The only thing I can think is that maybe um, Ada Wong likes the cut of Leon S. Kennedy's jib in Resident Evil 2, and then says, do you want to come do some Secret Service work? But then he's genuinely surprised to see her. She's not secret. She's like a shady privateer, isn't she? Yeah, I, yeah. She doesn't work for the government. No, that's true. No, oh, I don't know. I don't know. We're making this all up. We could probably go on Wikipedia and find out all of this. We could, but, but it's more fun to make things yeah, up. And it winds up. people up as well, mm-hmm. and I quite enjoy that. So, But yeah, so Resident Evil 4. Go and play Resident Evil 4, I think is what I would say. Yeah. It's on your console. I will say that now. Whatever console you've got, almost it, certainly it, on it. It actually is on everything at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so it's on... PlayStation, Win. Xbox, yep. Switch, PC. Yep. 360, PS3. Don't know if it's on the Mac, on Steam. We Is it on Steam? It is on Steam. It's on it? Steam, yeah. I can have let me have a look if it's on the Mac. Residence. Oh my god. Evil. Please cut this bit out. No, there is it's so it's not on the Mac. No. Not on the Mac. Oh, no. there you go. Yeah. So uh just play it on one of the other um options we've mentioned. Get yourself a, a Xbox 360. Just play Resident Evil uh, 4 if you need to. Or a Wii with the motion controls. I, I, I remember playing that version of it and it was... So I've never tried that. It was rubbish. <laughs> like having to say. stab, like shaking the Wiimote. To, they to were not, it. it was not a precision motion sensor, that thing, was it? No, and you're aiming the controller at the TV for like the red dot sight and stuff and it just mm. didn't really work very well. Still though, a lot of fun. Anything else we want to talk about with Resident Evil 4? Um. Oh, I really appreciated all the sort of extra stuff. Yeah. So once you completed it, and every oh my time God, yes. you completed it, you would unlock something cool. So it really encouraged replay, <clears throat> and then you would go and do all these 
extra missions with like Ada Wong and stuff that were sort of yeah. crazy intense action things and, that and if the you got thrown finger. into at the start, you wouldn't have had a chance. Yeah. But, you know, like it's like running through like these ships that are exploding in some dry dock. Yeah. And uh, it's like the action ramped up to 11 and there's all the sort of the, what are they, was it called? Like the gladiator mode or something where there's yeah. just like you in a ring with like two of the double chainsaw fisted big bastards. And it's almost like an early horde mode. Mm. It, it was, oh, that was really good fun. But yeah, and, and we got into it so much. We named all the, the, the weaponry, didn't we? So the, the pistol was always Matilda. And I think that's why we started naming things. Yeah. Although I think confusingly one of the guns in an, in, in Resident Evil is actually called Matilda. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But yeah, we, yeah. we called something else Matilda. Oh, did we really? Yeah. And oh, okay. I, I think the gun that is actually called Matilda, we called the Ladyfinger. No, the Ladyfinger was her shotgun. That was Ada's shotgun. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. And then it was the Boomstick. The was boomstick, his boomstick was the pump action Which shotgun. Which makes sense, zombies, although there's no zombies in this game. Yeah, but yeah sure. So yeah, we, you know, we had a lot of fun with it. But I agree. I, I appreciate all the extra stuff. Like that, what was Ada up to while you were doing this kind of of it all as well? Oh, yeah, because there's the sort of bits where she sort of popped. You, you play her kind of in the in-between moments, yeah. like in the village after Leon's gone into the um, church and that sort of thing. Yeah, it's quite fun. Mm. Quite enjoyed all that as well. And and so the things you'd unlock were silly, but they were... They were just fun like ways of using the game mechanics. Yeah. They weren't really related to the story. They were just, you know, if you enjoy this type of bit, play this for a while. So the first thing you unlock was the suit of armor for Ashley, was it? Is that the first one? And with the that. with the infinite rocket launcher. Yeah. So you start to get the infinite rocket launcher, the Chicago yeah. typewriter. So they yeah. just turn the whole game into silly action fun. Now I remember. Yeah, because you get the Chicago typewriter if you complete it the third time. And you get the mobster outfit. You get the mobster outfit as well. And we had to do it because he throws his hat up in the air yeah. and catches it. And that's the only reason we wanted to do it. And don't you get actually like a sort of a stupid cheerleader outfit or something, don't I you? I think, yeah, maybe, yeah. P- possibly. Um, the suit of armor was always really handy, though, because you just leave her anywhere. She's and just was, invincible, basically. And you can just shoot her as well. Yeah, <laughs> and none of the zombies can pick her up because yeah. she's too heavy. That was really handy, that. But yeah, then you had the the infinite rocket launcher. It wouldn't just give them to you either. You had to earn the. You had to make the money, didn't yeah. you? You had to you had to pay top dollar for them. Yeah, and we always did. We completed that game a lot. I distinctly remember Mike not working. Like I'm assuming he he was he was in like a, a day off or like booked a holiday or something. And like we started playing it, we ordered one of those 18 inch pizzas that we'd order, <laughs> which were ridiculous. And then I think you came home and we were still playing it. Yeah. And like, then you literally hadn't moved. No, we the hadn't. The entire no. day. No, we were. It's just... a distressing smell in a sort of half full bucket next to you. <laughs> and half, and uh, a mostly eating 18 inch pizza as well. Mm. But, yeah. but fun times. I think half of what Resident Evil 4 means to me is that it, it was a lot of fun when we were playing it as a group as well. Yeah, absolutely. Anything. But I reckon I can I can get back in it and there will be a lot of, oh, I remember that bit. Mm. Um, and shooting into the water five times to get the fish to come out and Absolutely. eat you. That was always fun as well. Yeah, whenever I play it, there's always something like, oh, I remember this bit. Yeah. The, the bit in the suspended cages with the, the gribbly thing that you have to freeze with liquid nitrogen. Oh, my God, yeah. Um, I forgot about that. The sort of the minecart bit. Where you're like the Indiana Jones yeah. through and, and sort of machine gunning people on the sort of stations as they go past. That was really weird. And you had a, little it, bits that are sort of like, oh yeah, this bit is great. Quite a big game, wasn't it? It was big. It, it certainly felt big. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, you can actually bash through it fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, especially if you know what you're doing with all the sort of puzzles and stuff. But it 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 progressed through a lot of different environments. Yeah. You know, you get like you call it like a brownish game, but actually, once you get out of the village and through the outer bit of the castle, and then you're into this like baroque Regency palace. Yeah. And it's all quite luxurious that's yeah. quite cool the cult were doing all right for themselves it seemed mm. like didn't it but yeah it's, and then it's... it goes you you got the sort of the the mine bit you got kind of the uh the sort of there's the outdoor bit with like those big towers that you have to yeah get across and getting chased by all the monks you had the quick time events with krauser as well yeah there's the sort of military island the last bit isn't yeah there? which with is the, nuts. And then you got all the sort of secret lab bits going on industrial areas it it does chuck a lot of mixed environments mixed mechanics mixed challenges at you you know you can't sort of rely on the techniques that you learned at the start no to see you all the way through you're always learning new things the gun upgrades are kind of very carefully paced to change the balance of how the weapons work as you progress yep really nicely done just a great game Mm -hmm. just a great game yeah it's, it's very tight it feels like everything was placed very deliberately for the maximum possible effect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, feel, it feels like they were... See if it's snowing. It feels like they were very aware that they, they couldn't phone this one in, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Because I, I don't really remember... I, I do seem to remember Resident Evil 3 didn't do brilliantly, and then there was Code Veronica on the Dreamcast, which sort of wasn't great either. No. 3 was the one that was only released on the GameCube or the N64, I think. Uh, you don't get Resident Evil on the N64, do you? No, I'm thinking uh, no. GameCube then. It would be the GameCube. Yeah. I think it was only released on the GameCube. And then they promised that 4 would only be released on the GameCube. And then it was for a month. Yeah. And now it's probably one of the most widely available games. But I don't know why anyone, like, yeah. exclusives are never really exclusive unless the developer is like owned by the manufacturer of the console. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's always the case because they want to the the most people to play the game as possible. Yeah. So you're not going to get Halo on the PlayStation no. anytime soon. But, but it made sense to get something like Inside on the PlayStation. Though, yeah. Because they wanted, they realised that, especially an indie game as well. Yeah, get on as much as possible. Yeah, exactly. I say, I, I, liked, I liked it being referred to as the hostage exchange between that and The Witness. <laughs> but yeah. Right, I think that's about it. Let's, let's wrap this up. Um, we next shall week- not talk about Resident Evil 4 too much anymore, anytime soon. Unless we play it. Unless, yeah, or it's just, you know, we want to drop something in. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure we will. I think we promised that with something else as well and then just continued to talk mm-hmm. about it. Um, yeah, I think news next week. News. News. We got, well, we'll have a trailer to talk about next we week. Will. I'm sexy, sexy trailer. I'm so excited. I've seen, have you seen like the. Um... Imagine just two oiled walnuts being smashed into <laughs> each other. We're talking about the Hobson Shaw trailer, which goes up tomorrow uh, mm-hmm. after we've recorded this. So we'll talk about it on the podcast next week, but uh, they've released like these these like twenty second like like it, it, it just it oh, starts the, at the, the feet and just moves up. The trailers for the yeah. trailers, I hate that. Getting so annoying. Yeah, they really are. I, I, I kind of get it, but just just do what John Wick did, which was just picture him on a horse. On a horse, yeah. <laughs> That's all we need. I think I think this film's going to be shit, but at the same time, I think it's going to be very enjoyable. I'm going to really enjoy there it. Is, yeah. None of the Fast and Furious films in any way could you say are not shit. They are all shit films. <laughs> they all are. But fucking love them. Five comes dangerously close to having some smart bits in it. Because it wasn't a, a Fast and Furious movie. Yeah. 
it was the Brazilian the job. Brazilian job, yeah, yeah. which they then swapped the title and the cast out yeah. and turned it into a Fast and Furious movie. But it changed. It kind of changed what they did with the Fast and Furious film. Which well, that's, is that's when they went to, like, you guys are just a special forces team now. Yeah, yeah. Gal Gadot's here. Pretend like you know her. We've never <laughs> seen her before. Because in, yeah. in the fourth one, he's he's an FBI agent in the fourth one, which is sort of stretching the bounds yeah. possible. But he's still like a cop chasing baddies. Yeah, not just an ultimate warrior ninja. No, no, that's yeah. Four, four is the is definitely the one that's that still the the last one where it's still remotely grounded, I suppose. Yeah, that's the the sort of the drug smuggling one where Letty mm. sort of dies with the yeah. tunnel under the border, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and the, and that's their their job is to um, is to find who killed Letty, basically. Yeah, and, and stop the, Toretto like, from. Yeah, yeah. Dom's going about it his way. Brian's going about it his way, and they keep getting in each other's way. Yeah, like, and oh, they don't I'm like each other, but God damn it. They are going to fuck each other, yeah. so yeah, because of family. And isn't Brian still banging um, his uh, his sister anyway? Um, I can't remember. Are they? Are they sort of separated at that point? Possibly. Sorry, we're having a. I don't know. Because she's not in the second one, is she? Uh, no, I don't think so. Virtually no one was in the second or third one. For a very good reason, which was that um, they didn't... I don't think they expected these films to do very well after the first no. one. Well, Tokyo Drift, everyone thought, was like the last gasp of the Fast yeah. and Furious nonsense. But then they fucking threw um, Dom in right at the end. But I think it was meant to be like a farewell to yeah, them. Yeah, it was just a cameo, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But then obviously someone just went, let's do but this yeah, properly. Then the fourth one was okay, and then someone dropped the rock on it, and it's never looked back. <laughs> dropped the rock on it, I love it. That is the official expression for when you take a shit movie and put the rock in it, have you and seen, it makes it a million times better. Have you seen the casual picture of uh, the rock and Jason Statham just sitting around on a sofa, and the rock's <laughs> wearing a hoodie, and he might as well have just sprayed the hoodie on. <laughs> it looks ridiculous. His arms are insane. But uh, the picture that uh, we've seen from like this film is, I don't even know what they're holding. They're obviously, like, they look like bits of window pane. Probably, and that they are—they've obviously been fighting with them as well. And I can't tell whether they've been fighting each other or other people. I think it's going to be a bit of both in this. I can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see the trailer because the trailer will will set it up as if they hate each other. Oh, they're never going to work together. But they obviously will at some point. Yeah, because otherwise, not much of a film. Forgetting all those people that he murdered and that his brother <laughs> murdered many, many, many people. He he murdered he murdered a lot of people. Um and. He murdered one of their family as well, yeah. which seems to be quite important to them. And like his brother banging on about that, drove so. a tank into lots and lots of people. <laughs> I think like, his brother's going to be in this one as well. Yeah, but he's been like, he's just a cheeky bit of a scamp now, as yeah. opposed to a cold-blooded killer. Well, that's what happens when Helen Mirren's your mum. Yeah. What happened there? <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, well, well this, you know, we, we've, we've, we've gone off on a tangent. But we'll fun. do one of these about the Fast and Furious movies. We have point. to. Yeah. We have to. But I need to watch them again before we do it. Because I, I don't remember what happens in what Fast and Furious film. I mean, it almost doesn't matter. No, but it's particularly the later ones, six, seven, and eight. I think I'd get very confused as to what happens in them. Like, if someone, if you said to me, the plot of six is. Six is the one that's set in London a lot, isn't it? Six is the one with um, Luke, with. with um, Jason Statham's brother. Yeah. Who's Luke... What's his real name? Um, something. Bard the Bowman from uh, The Hobbit. 
There you go. Yeah, yeah. he is that. Yeah, um, and he Luke he, Evans. Yeah, Luke Evans. That's, that's the one, it. and he he's the the main protagonist yeah. in that one. So yeah, and then Seven is the one where Statham is the baddie, which yeah. starts off with him like destroying half of a hospital to go and have a little chat with his brother. Yeah, and and you see him at the end because he's the guy that kills Han. Yeah, yeah, and then eight. Oh, he's just a bit of a scamp, isn't yeah. he? In um, eight, he is uh, rescuing one. a baby off a plane. Yeah, so uh, Dom's baby, by the way. That's the one where they they yeah. get him on the team. Yeah, Dom's baby, who <laughs> he can just write off as family as to why he's had a child with another woman. Letty was dead at the time, wasn't she? We need to. We need a whole episode for this. Yeah, <laughs> like maybe two. Like this is <laughs> like it's it's so simple, but it's so long and pointlessly convoluted as well. So yeah. There we go. Right, yeah. So if you want to hit us up, hit us up on Twitter. Um, it's uh, at, let me say at Gridiron Gents then. It's at TMTOOH now. We've it got, is, yeah. Yep, changed it. Um, and on Instagram, which is at TMTOOH as well. Um, if you want to help Theatrical Cut, this week I think they're doing um, the Oscars or Guillermo del Toro because they're doing a few different things. So mm-hmm. um, hit them up. Uh, it's Theatrical Cut Pod on Instagram, Theatrical Cut on facebook um yeah that's about it back next week hopefully with a tom and maybe a duncan as well we shall see yeah who knows uh but we'll definitely be doing the news and then we're talking about getting back into choose your own adventure Mm -hmm. which i'm looking forward to thanks for listening goodbye bye bye